Welcome. Welcome to the Woke Wisdom Podcast. This is Alexandra Loves, and I'm here with my furry cosmic guardian, Cyrus and Bisu, joyfully coming to you from the Moon Garden, where wisdom is nourished, awakening is embraced, and fun is encouraged. If you want to keep up with our community and know who's coming to the podcast on the guest episodes and community events, please find us on Instagram or Facebook under Woke Wisdom Podcast. And if you're looking for me personally, I'm at Tranquil Badassery, and I'll put all that stuff in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening and being here and sharing. And please click that button to subscribe and rate and review us wherever you are listening to podcasts. That helps us so much. (laughs) And for those of you who are new to the podcast, I highly encourage you to go to the first episode called Orientation so that you can see what we're all about here in this audio space. Yo, are you alive? What's going on? (laughs) This has been such an interesting springtime. I live here in Portland and we've been having this classic spring where there's like rain and then there's hail and then it's sunny and I'm like taking off my jacket and then five minutes later it's like thunder. Like really, we're in the Pacific Northwest though, so the thunder's like really, really quiet thunder. It's just like low, low rumbles. <laughs> and then sun again. So I'm I'm enjoying these April showers and, and excited for the May flowers to come. And something that's happened recently that if you haven't heard about it, bless you, bless you, bless you. But a lot of us have heard about it. We're talking about it. Our friends are talking about it. And that is a slap that happened at a Hollywood ritual recently. And this podcast is not about celebrity gossip or the most popular thing that's going on right now. But I, and you know, I'll say I ignored this at first, but it didn't go away. And what was so interesting about what I was seeing in communities and what I was seeing people around me talk about was not necessarily the event that happened between these two people at this ritual, but it was more about all the stuff that it brought up. And I find that very intriguing when there's an event that brings up a wide swath of human experiences. And look, we're in a a revelatory time right now. We're in a time where everything is very raw. We're in a time where an old world is very clearly dying. Our structures are dying off and we are here, part of our purpose, every single one of us. If you're hearing this right now, if you're sitting next to a person, it's true about them too. It's true about all the people that you like and you don't like. We're all here purposefully to build a new world. And so in this revelatory time, in this chaotic and bizarre time, when something happens and it brings up so much dynamic, it, unco- it really picks at, at uh, such a wide swath of the human experience and bothers so many people, then it's very interesting to me. It means that there's a place to learn and grow when that happens. And so I was hearing this week about, uh, because of this event that happened, about black women's lives, black men's lives, how we identified, mental illness, um, defining violence, distractions, and the distractions on top of the distractions, the evil foundations of Hollywood, disabilities, and like it just went on and on and more and more. And 
a lot. Oh, and also just being a comedian, you know, that came up too. the, the vulnerability of, of being comedian. So much of that came up and I, I read a lot of really heartfelt and a lot of perspectives that I hadn't even thought of that people were feeling because of what had happened at this Hollywood ritual uh, right after the solstice during some of the most revelatory and chaotic times in human history. Hmm. <laughs> so I'm not going to talk about the politics and the social commentary on these people. I don't look, uh, they're steeped in an industry that is questionable in its own foundations, to put it lightly. And also there's the speculation of whether it was real or not. And, you know, that's for the people who are involved to engage with. But there was one aspect of one little part of what happened that was very real. And I feel like it's very important to talk about. It's something that not many people are talking about or kind of glazing over in all the aspects of, of what happened. And I think it's a very important to address, especially if you were jarred about what happened and, and the interactions, the energetics of, of what happened. That part that I want to talk about today plus some other things when it comes to being on our conscious spiritual path and building this new world is <laughs> this one part is the exclamation, get my wife's name out of your boop mouth. Right. And this is something, if you don't know, this is something that was said and it was said with fervor and it was said from like, you know, deep down from the place of creation, like in somebody's body, it was, it was, uh, it was tremendous when it was being yelled across the stage at this Hollywood ritual. And the reason I want to talk about it is because it has to do with your protection. But before I go into that, I want to acknowledge the season that we're in. <laughs> this is, I've been saying this for years and it's funny because it's like there are things that come up around the year that that I'm very conscious of like oh we're moving to a time where it's you know time to eat more soups time to set my intentions time to practice more releasing right but for some reason every year in spring I forget about this weird season and that is the season of abundance and bullshit both of those are it's the season of abundance the season of bullshit they happen at the same time and the way I remembered about this, it kind of caught me by surprise. So I'm walking around the city and there's just horns honking. And that's not normal for Portland to have horns honking, honking even in the city. And I noticed, I realized like, oh yeah, I feel like I've been hearing horns honk for days now. What's going on? You know, what, what, what's changing? And of course, this is right after the spring uh, equinox. And you know what? Earlier, I think I said spring solstice. I meant, <laughs> I meant equinox. <laughs> Welcome to the Woke Wisdom Podcast and working with Alexander Loves and talking with Alexander Loves because I will probably get words wrong often. <laughs> Thank you for your patience. So it's the spring equinox. There's a changing of, of season and there's this alert going off and you'll find this in your life if you don't know already that sometimes there's just alerts happening to help you pay attention to something. And then I had a few experiences, you know, with old friends and had some experiences with just things going on in my life. And I was experiencing this like, like people looking for energy from me that weren't really offering anything 
and weren't really there for, and by offering, I just mean like in a supportive way or like in a real friend way. And, and I'm not talking about all my friends. I'm not talking about all my acquaintances. I'm just, I'm just saying that there was a few that stood out to me that just felt like, ah, this doesn't feel like an integrity. You know, this is, this, this just feels like somebody's just poking just to see if I'm still there. And then there were some interactions where I felt like agreements that were made weren't, uh, followed through with. And in my saying, Hey, remember we made this agreement and that person kind of like wishy-washy over it or gave me bullshit about it or whatever, you know, I'm I'm not going to get into the, the details. And a few things happened in a row like that. Over this time, this, you know, this last week and a half or so when I'm hearing horns honk and I'm like, what is going on? Like, th- here's a pattern. It's repeating. It means pay attention. So like w- what's going on? And I, I remembered, oh, every time at this year, it's like the light comes out, right? The sun comes out. Everything is blooming. Everything is opening up. We can see more, like literally the light comes out. We can see more. We have more sunlight through the day. And it's almost like if you imagine like cockroaches when you, <laughs> when you're bugs, wherever you live, you shine a light and they're like, ah, and they like run away, <laughs> you know? And I was like, oh, this is, this is what's happening. There's, it's, there's just this energetic happening right now where more can be seen. And we're in a time where all of it's amplified in 2022 at the time of this recording. Every, everything, all of our shadows, you see our systems breaking down, you see how the things that we believed in and what we thought was real maybe isn't as real or true as we thought it was. And that's true for what's going on in, in our own sort of grids with people we know and acquaintances we know and past and, and present. And it's also true within us, you know, like I definitely in the last few years, I'm sure you have to have had just stuff come up that you didn't even realize was, you know, holding you back or blocking you or, or maybe even slowing you down or really needs to be dealt with. But especially right now, when the light comes out of the spring, more can be seen. And so all of the sort of dirt, as we call it in the traditions, I fall the dirt that might be attached to you, or you might have a core to all of that is kind of being, uh, the, the lights being shown on it. You know, another way I look at it is for those of you who are familiar with cutting cords, we can take our cues literally from actual cords we see in our lives. Like, so if you have thread or string, we've seen that we'll have some sort of piece of art or we'll have something hanging in our house that's like on a thread or a piece of jute or a string. And it's been sitting there collecting dust. We haven't been actively cleaning it. We haven't been actively paying attention to it. And then we have more daylight hours and we have more times when the sun is shining through the window and we can see, you know, the air around it and somebody bumps into it or, you, or you're standing next to it and you look at it and you realize that it's like almost mucky with dirt. So that's the, that, that's the time we're in right now. It's, and I call it bullshit season. <laughs> Playing like I, I play a little bit, but it's true. The cool thing is, though, is that it's also a season of abundance. The desires and the intentions that we have been engaging with, playing with, the, that we've been planting, maybe even last year in the spring or or in the fall or the winter, you know, now is the time for them to to fruit. Now is the time for things to break through through the ground. And when the spring door opens, 
just tradition. I mean, look at any tradition. You'll find that there's there's all sorts of celebrations of light and color and art and sound and life. And that all of that is abundance. There are different types of herbs that are available all throughout the year, right? But there are many herbs that are very healing. They're more re- readily available in the spring. That's also a sign of, of abundance when you have more access to, when you can find more access to things that keep you healthy, keep you clean. So we're in this season. This slap happened <laughs> where it brought up all this stuff that's sort of in the shadows. And if you're resonating with what I'm saying right now, and it's before April 11th, I'm having a community event that's totally by donation. Come for a dollar if you want. And it's spring intentions for abundance and dispelling blocks. So if you're listening to this in real time, if you're listening to this before April 11th at 6 p.m. PST, please do join us. The information is in the show notes. It's a small gathering. We'll be together for just an hour. For those of you who don't know me, this is the type of work I do. Affirmation circles, uh, empowerment, helping people understand their spiritual path, clearing away, healing sessions, clearing away um, unwanted energies, uh, setting up self-care and awareness. The, and I wanted to offer this in a way that that is more accessible to people. So in that hour, we're going to learn practices about uh, harnessing the power of, of your intentions for this spring and being aware of specific energies that are here to support you right now in these times and also get clarity on some of the energies that are holding you back that are active right now. And then we'll go into like a small ceremony of dispelling those blocks and anchoring in our personal intentions. And then I'll, we'll do a little Q and a, so all that information is in the show notes. So I hope to see you there. So your protection, and there's a couple other things I'm going to talk to you about today, and and these are just a few things that I found on my spiritual journey. Like, just I mean, we're all on a spiritual journey. We're all on the spiritual journey of being human, right? At some point, for me, I became way more actively conscious about that and made agreements and choices about how I wanted to participate in this life and my desires and in my own community service and how I interact with this this organism of, of human beings and earth and the space we occupy. And so I just refer to that simply as this, you know, conscious human journey, this their conscious spiritual journey or this uh, conscious evolution. You know, are there better words or phrases for it? Sure. You probably know them. Let us know. <laughs> come to the, come to the Woke Wisdom Podcast Instagram and start a conversation about it. <laughs> These things I'm sharing with you today are things that I learned and in some t- sometimes had resistance to because of a way of interacting with the world in a spiritual way or a philosophy I was told or something I was sort of taught or guided into that actually doesn't make, didn't make sense for me. And the more I discover and the more I share these things, I realized the old ways that I was doing some of these things was a way of locking me in and, and actually blocking the things that I wanted to experience in this life. It was actually making me more, um, like magnetizing me for more bullshit, to, to be quite honest. And 
some of those, some of these things do come from what we call like whitewashed spirituality. Some of them do call come from colonized spirituality. Some of the, some of the things that that were sort of holding me back, and because of that, when I was learning about some of the things I'm going to share it with you today, it was difficult for me because I was just like, oh no, that can't be real. Oh no, like the, the you know that's not the truth because when I was presented with some of these old behaviors and ideas, they were presented to me as like the truth. This is the way. And I'll tell you now that I'm where, where I'm at <laughs> and there's so much to learn still, but I realized that any time that a philosophy or a way is presented to me and somebody defiantly is saying, this is the way, this is the truth. It is the only way. And here are all the limits and the only access you have is through me. You know, you've heard it all before in many different, many different forms. Uh, that is always that, that now is a red flag to me, no matter who's saying it, no matter what books they've written or who is behind them or how powerful they may seem. And so now I have this freedom in discovery of different ways I want to participate in my spiritual life. And one of the things that I learned that's very important in anyone's human life, anybody's spiritual, conscious spiritual journey is being able to protect yourself. You know, in, in my own traditions, two of the highest principles are uh, cleanliness and protection, clean, protect, clean, protect. And that has a lot to do also with like the toll of your life. Some people might call that karma or there's different words for this and different perspectives and aspects, depending on what culture you're coming from and looking at this. I'm talking about the things that we carry with us energetically through different dimensions as we keep coming back into a human experience, or when we go into another experience in a different dimension, we carry things with us. We don't just die and then start over again. That's like, that's a, a different type of belief system. And I found it to, to not be accurate. <laughs> Ask any, any true medium who talks to like ghosts. This is not, it's not how it works. For so, um, so I learned a lot about protection and as someone who the system uh, labels as black African-American, I did learn very quickly when I moved here, I did not grow up here. I did not grow up with like race identity. So when I moved here and I was given a race identity and struggled with, you know, <laughs> do another episode on, <laughs> uh, do a, I'll do a whole nother episode on, uh, you know, identity crisis and race identity. We'll, we'll talk about that. Maybe we'll have a whole forum about that. Cause I know there's a lot of us out there <laughs> who are like, what, <laughs> what is this attachment to labels and boxes and everything? But anyway, so I came here and I was, I was given this race identity and told like, this is, here are your judgments and here are your, um, uh, accolades and, and here's where you're going to get punished and here's all the shame. And then here's all the joys. And then this is how you do this identity. Here you go. And I was like, what? And so one of the things that I learned very quickly in this colony of the States and also learned as somebody who am kind of a foreigner, I am a foreigner in the United States and I went to boarding school. And I felt like a foreigner. I lived in Colorado for a while and I felt like a foreigner is that I felt vulnerable and unprotected a lot of the time. 
I am big hearted. I'm very sensitive. I'm very inquisitive. I like to connect with people. I didn't totally understand the terrain of uh, racism and trauma and attachment to identity and like the turmoil of what was going on here in the United States. And I don't think this exists only in the United States. I think this exists in many places, but I'm just speaking from personal experience. And so coming here, I kind of came from this like protected bubble. I mean, I traveled internationally and, and had a lot of perspective, but when I came here, in some ways, I came with this sort of like wide-eyed, bushy-tailed, like, I'm going to have so much fun and everything's okay and accepting of everything and everybody's going to to be in integrity with how they treat me and I can trust easily. I trusted so easily and didn't have really the energetic boundaries that are important for all of us, but especially for somebody who absorbs so much and wants to, has a really deep desire and really duty to connect deeply with human beings. And I know that there are a lot of you out there listening to this right now because I attract a lot of sensitive and open people. So that was going on. And I realized that a lot of the pains and the traumatic experiences that I was having in this life had to do with the fact that I did not have a sense of protecting myself. Not when it came to energetic boundaries, not when it came to just verbal boundaries and interpersonal human boundaries. It was like intellectually, I could understand it, but in the moment, or, or after a certain amount of bonding, and yes, I have been groomed several times in my life, uh, I just didn't know how to name it, name the wound. I just didn't know how to interact with it. And of course, there's all sorts of ways that, that we can interact with that situation in our life. It took me until at least my, my 30s, my mid-30s to work through a lot of that stuff and then come to this place of understanding that protection is so highly important. When I was in West Africa, I went on pilgrimage to West Africa and um, those are the tradi- I follow some traditions from West Africa and I found that when there were times of prayer and ceremony and ritual, protection was like happening first before you got there, when you were there in the middle of ceremony ritual, in the middle of prayer, protection was like protection, protection, protection. At the end, protection, protection. The the things that I that we wear on our bodies, protection, protection, protection. You know, it was just like every prayer that I get from my godmother has some sort of protection in it. And over the years as I have been recreating my life, Figuring out who do I want to be around and why? What kind of products do I want to do I want to be involved in? What community, what does community look like to me? And realizing that there are sometimes friends, acquaintances that I allow myself to be attached to that aren't really good for me. And experiences or behaviors and habits that are are not good for me. And that I was a I realized I was making myself available to a lot of people whether they intended to or not, were sucking the energy out of me. And also, here's a little extra thing that I I learned. Just because somebody is nice and supportive doesn't always mean that they're bringing something good spiritually or energetically into your life. And that was a hard one for actually for me to learn. I, 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 there was a friend I had for a, a while, this is years ago. And you know, I liked them just fine. We, we had a good time, but I always had bad dreams after I hung out with them. And I, 
I felt like just energetically dirty. And for me, it feels like just literally that there's dirt on my body for you. It might, if you've had this experience, you might feel like just super, super tired after that person, or it might show up as like, one of your injuries will act up, but you know, it can be very indigestion. There's so many different ways this can show up, but this person, like if I looked at our relationship outside of how I felt after, like we were, it was copacetic, you know, we talked to each other, we had, we had fun and everything. And, um, and I kind of, I checked it out in divination and, you know, I, I went to my altars and everything. And it turned out that that person was, uh, carrying some sort of like, you know, what we would call a parasite or some sort of spirit, some sort of energy that was really trying to get at me, that was really throwing dirt on me, that was in my, uh, in my field and putting obstacles in my way. And at that time, I didn't understand how important it was to not only have, you know, a community around me that was praying for my protection and, you know, ritual ceremony around my protection, but also for me to continue to activate that protection within my own prayer. And sometimes in a way that if, if I feel like it's really on me, what that person is bringing something, bringing me down, I have to cut through it with power. And that's what brings me to this one little part that I was talking about before. Get my wife's name out of your bleeping mouth. You know, I haven't decided yet whether or not I'm going to do cuss words on the podcast or not. So for now I'll just bleep it. <laughs> What I saw, and I really want to hear what, what you think too, so please do come and, and let me know. Um, or if you have questions, please do send me questions, the contact, and you know how to get to our social medias. What I saw, despite whatever is going on, fake or not, whether it was really about ego or, or the person's wife or whatever, what I saw was something that I have been instructed to do. And that is speak directly in the face of an oppressor, of a uh, demon, of an energy that is has a shunt in you sucking out your life force energy, is to command and to put your eyes directly on the very thing that is, you know, keep holding you back and let them know, I see you. I do not consent. That's quite simply what I saw. Get my wife's name out of your bleeping mouth. And look, I've heard this as a colloquialism in, you know, Instagram videos, I guess now it's TikTok, like reels and all that. I've, I've heard people say, you know, just like with attitude, like, get your eyes off me, get my name out of your mouth, I'll, you know, but I used to think it was really funny, but then, you know, like, you know, I used to think it was like sassy and cute. I should say it that way. I used to think it was like sassy and cute, but I did have my godmother, my mentor at one point, uh, tell me, you know, this person who is really nice and everything and, but has this, some sort of energy that's like sucking the life away from you, throwing dirt on you you know, please consider, you know, spending time away from that person. It might not be the best. It's definitely not the best thing for you. I can't tell you what to do, but you, you got to make a choice like that. That's something that's going to keep happening. And so when I decided, like, you know, when I took myself out of that equation, that person became a different person and came after me 
just try, and it was out of character. It was, you know, it almost felt like that person was possessed and they were just like, why aren't we friends? And you know, just like, why are you ignoring me? Just like, like that. And I was like, you know, this is, and I could feel it. I could feel it when they texted me. I could feel it coming after me. And because I was also very aware on this, at this point, like very aware on that energetic level. And of course I did cleansing rituals and the prayer, but at some point I sat down and visualized that person and that energy and was instructed to say, get your eyes off of me. I do not consent. Get my name out of your mouth. Now I'm not, I'm not using the, <laughs> the power that we saw that actor use in this famous slap that we saw a week ago. But when I was sitting in my own prayer and when I was in this visualization, you better believe that I used all of my might from my womb up to say these words of, I do not consent. And I'll tell you this, it's a practice. This didn't feel natural to me at first because it felt like I was yelling at somebody or blaming somebody or, you know, this person who didn't know any better about what was attached to them or not. They just went, they were just wanting to be my friend. And there was no reason that they knew that I would be exiting a relationship or moving away. But Hey, you know what? This is life. It just happens, especially in these times, like people are going to come in and out of your life and there's going to be, there's going to be seasons and there's, you're going to have your people who are like your homies. And then they could be gone and then people are going to show up out of the blue that you never thought you'd be close with. And they're like, you know, your rider dies till the end. <laughs> so I had to learn, you know, I, I, at first I was just like, ah, oh, like this type of power against, I felt like I was going against someone who, you know, was unknowing about what was really happening. And it wasn't about that person it was, it was literally speaking to that energy, that spirit, that however you want to look at it, you know, substitute your own way of looking at, at divine or energetic beings in space and all that. But it was me looking at that energy, that pattern that became a form, a being, maybe a demon, maybe a parasite, whatever, and saying, I do not consent. And it backed up and activated prayers that were being said on my behalf and cleansings that were being performed on my behalf and boundaries that were being set up. You know, it's almost like, it's almost like, you know, we might go to a prayer or a ceremony ritual and it might be about protecting us from like the evils out there. It might be sort of like, you know, creating clean home. You know, this is, you might've heard this term before, I'm creating a clean home. And so the idea is within your home, it's clean. By the way, springtime, it's a really great time to like find a corner that's like dusty, you know, like the wall boards and stuff and clean, 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 especially if you have somebody after you or you have, you know, you're sensing the bullshit around you, time to clean around your house. But a clean house would be like, you have this clean house. And then on the outside, is where people who might be throwing dirt or something that's trying to attach to you, it just stays on the outside. And my job is to keep a clean home. But sometimes those, so we, we've done the ceremony and rituals to build this home, right? And it's done. But we also sometimes see those beings, those energies come up to the window. They can't get in, but they come up to the window 
And they're like, hey, and they're like tapping on the window. They're tapping. It's a distraction to to call you in. It's to to pull you into this this thing that made you think a certain way or made you interact with that person or it's just like call you, get you closer to the window. That is when we have this activation. I believe that that is what was happening in that one little part in this experience that we saw. It was a cutting of a cord. And I also believe I saw, experienced a lot of ancestral power behind it. I don't, I don't know all the layers of what it really was about for those people or whatever, but that was the one real part. And I'm going to ask you to, if you haven't already, to start experiment, especially in this season, especially in the time we're living in, to start to experiment with using that power to command, to state, to let things that you feel are attached to you to let those things know that you do not consent. Take your name out of my mouth. Walk away. Do not put your eyes on me, right? There's so many different ways that that it can be said. So that's it. That's the extent of which I will speak (laughs) about this slap at a Hollywood ritual. And I will also go on to say, that the more I have used that when it's necessary, it's not always necessary to uh, speak from that, you know, deep space of creation and, and, you know, let an entity know. But I've noticed that the, the more oftentimes that I've done this, when I'm really stuck with something that's, that's, you know, sucking the life out of me or blocking me or keeps coming back, I've noticed that the rebalancing in my life is much quicker I've noticed that the prayers that I've, or the ritual I've participated in that, you know, is letting me know this is what is going to happen or this, you know, the intended effect is for you to be free of this. I have noticed that when I activate it with that fervor, with that tremendous power, that it just starts to fall into place in the way that, um, in a way that feels balanced in a way that feels like obstacles are truly being moved out of my way. And also, this is a sacred act. This isn't just about like being a badass shouting into the wind. (laughs) I do not consent. It's also a sacred act to protect your energy, your body, your space. It's a way to tell the world and add to the collective consciousness more voices, more energies that say no. You may not take from me. You may not throw dirt on me. You may not put your gaze on me. You may not have spells in your mouth about me and and my own. So there you have it. The additional gift is that if we practice this in a way that works for us, hey, then the people around us will feel it and learn our families, our communities, our society, the way we make our decisions. Maybe our structures will be (laughs) influenced by this. Learn a little more about consent. (laughs) There's one other thing I wanted to mention that shocked me in this journey of, of my own conscious spirituality 
and, you know, having elders and learning more about indigenous ways, ways that are earth-based and, and um, more about universal truth according to our relationship with spirit and ancestors. We just talked about how, you know, somebody can carry something that's not good for you, even if they're like, re- you feel like they're really, you experience them as being really good in your life. Sometimes the parasites, the dirt and the nastiness comes from those who are closest to us, right? We talked about using this protection, right? Uh, This non-consent. But I also want to talk about something that's so insidious because when I first started peeking my head out and talking about spirituality and empowerment and our own consciousness, I don't know, a decade ago, I would hear this all the time and I, and I would get sucked into it and it never felt good. And then I get myself out and then I get sucked into it in a different way. And it took me really being humble and being very receptive to my teachers from West Africa about who we really are as human beings and what we're capable of and the complexities of who we are as human beings. So, the thing that I'm talking about is this idea of your vibe attracts your tribe. <laughs> and you know what? In some ways that can be true, but there's also so many other things about us that we're carrying, that we are, that we represent, the positions we hold, the status we hold, where we're living, that contributes to what we're attracting. Not to mention that there might be something that's very important for us to learn through and experience that has been trying to reach us again, attempting to reach us again and again and again. And sometimes it comes in a way, if we're not receiving in a way that gives us, brings us to that lesson, that understanding, that level of consciousness, you know, whatever you want to call it, sometimes you'll go through a phase in your life where you'll attract a whole bunch of stuff that is not in alignment with your heart. And you'll, you'll stay there because it's something so big for you to learn because there's something so big in your codes. That's a desire that's good for you, good for your ancestors and really amazing for this world. And the reason I'm saying this is because I know there's a lot of you out there that are, are sensitive that perceive on a level that maybe not everyone around you perceives on. You have your own special gifts. Some of them are, some of them are easy to, to explain. Some of them are just like things that no one would ever understand about you. And if you're attracted to this podcast or the work that we're doing here, you're probably building something that is so amazing for the new world, whether it be in the confines of yourself and your family or big communities, businesses, you know, town saving type things, (laughs) you know? So I think it's important to acknowledge that this is uh, some insidious bullshit that keeps coming up over and over again, that if you find yourself having experiences or having people come after you that are negative, that keep you back, that, that are, make you feel small, that are tripping you up, that sure, take a look at yourself. Always. We always, we always look at ourselves. We look at our patterns, how we're interacting. We always look for how we can clean and, and purify what, however you're doing that in your practices and whatever you believe. Okay. But if it's continuing to happen, then 
let's not fall back on what a system is telling us is like, oh, you know, there must be something bad in your heart. You must be impure. You, you're born with sin. So, you know, obviously there's, there's something that's still wrong with you. You're not godly enough. You don't have enough power. Your voice is small. You were abused in this way. So that means you attracted it. Like what, you know? So I just want to share with you that in my own story, I had a long period of time where I was attracting a lot of very controlling people, a lot of manipulators, very, very toxic vampire, vampire like people. And I was told by several spiritual people in leadership positions, oh, there's something in your vibration that you're doing that is making those people come to you. There's something about you that is creating, oh, you're just creating this experience, right? And if any of you know anything about cults, you've heard this in different words as well. So, you know, this happens in, in cult, like I was in a two-person cult for a while. So, <laughs> so I've, you know, I've heard it in many iterations. It's the vibe attracts your tribe thing. And it took a long time. It took years and still now finding different way, different things that are still in me that are seeking to be healed. Um, it took years for me to kind of like get that out of my brain and realize like there are people out there that are seeking anyone. There are experiences out there that are open for anyone curious and open. As a matter of fact, they're designed for to attract curious and open people that are designed and are in activity just so that they can suck the life out of people so that they don't have to deal with their own dirt so that they can purge upon someone else so that they can attract those who will willingly give light, will willingly support anyone and anything. Maybe in some senses I was attracted to these experiences or these people, but there was nothing inside me particularly that matched this nastiness, this lack of love or empathy. There was nothing inside me that looked at another human being as a thing. So please, if you've been hearing things that are along those lines, you know, you caused this in your life, your vibe attracts your, your vibe attracts your tribe, question it deeply (laughs) as I did. And, and because I was so, like I said, because I was so immersed in spiritual communities and hearing it all the time, it it did take me a few times to like really dispel that idea from my mind. There's also this thing, and you'll notice with spring cleaning, (laughs) when you start to clean, you will notice that dust gets stirred up. And so I remember once I went through a cleansing, there's a ritual cleansing, and they were doing stuff, you know, on my behalf, in a temple. And then I had stuff I needed to do here and it had to do with myself, my home, my body, all this stuff, deep cleaning. And I was like, yes, I'm going to be free of some of the stuff that's going on. Like I just, I'm, I'm feeling so good. And I will tell you one of the biggest attacks, energetic attacks, people coming after me happened right after that. And I was, I was beside myself. I called my godmother and I was like, what is happening? Did I do it wrong? See, that's what the vibe attracts your tribe thing does. Did I do something wrong? Is there something in me that makes these people go? Am I not fully prepared? Like, am I not fully in integrity? 
that's what happened. That's how my brain was working. And she was like, no, no. Like when you clean your, you know, your light is shining. Your light is bright. That's one of the reasons we get, we do so much protection because you're seen, you're like a beacon of what others are wanting and don't know how to create and, and don't put the work in or, you know, however it is that somebody else is going to get to their own light and, and shine in the way that they were born to, to shine. So be aware of that as you're going through spring cleaning and please do come to our little gathering and we'll talk a little bit more about that so that we know that when we clean, we have our protection around us so we don't get sucked in and then look for a an, an answer from someone who does not mean well for us and say, oh, it's your fault. <laughs> okay. That's what I wanted to share with you today. Thank you for listening. Let me know if you are receiving this in a way that is helpful. I have been getting your questions. I'm figuring out the best way to answer them. Maybe they will match up with the subject matter of the podcast, or maybe it'll be like a separate episode. I don't know yet, but I will answer them. It's my pleasure to be holding this space and to continue to share the wisdom of my guests that come. I just did a few recordings this week and I mean, I was moved to tears so many times. I can't wait to share the wisdom that's coming from these beautiful healers, medicine, healers and medicine women in this world. I can't wait to share that with you. And as always, this is a labor of love. And I really appreciate it when you all first subscribe, but also rate and review. It really is how the podcast can be heard when people rate and, and review. So thank you for being in reciprocation like that with the Woke Wisdom Podcast. Be blessed. May your ancestors move obstacles from your way. May you be embraced with love and support. May the cleaning of spring bring you abundance. (laughs) And we will check in again next time. Bye-bye. The original and healthy beats for this podcast were created by Quincy Davis. His details are in the show notes. Woke Wisdom Podcast episodes are written, hosted, produced, and edited by me, Alexandra Loves. My guests, of course, bring their own wisdom. If you have any questions you want me to answer on the podcast, you can email me at wokewisdompodcast at gmail.com or even better, text the podcast at 601 601- 301-6974. I would be so grateful if you helped me share these messages far and wide by boosting the podcast with good reviews on Apple Podcasts or by sharing the episodes with friends and groups and families on social media. That would be so awesome. It just takes a few moments and a few clicks. Click, 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 clicky, click. Be blessed and I'll see you next week. Oh, one more thing. They told me I needed a disclaimer, so cue the music. Let's do this. The information in all podcast episodes and corresponding materials of the Woke Wisdom Podcast with Alexandra Loves are provided for general informational and explorative purposes only. It is not professional advice. Any content provided by Alexandra Loves, guests, bloggers, sponsors, or authors are of their own opinion and not intended to defame, slander, or malign any person, place, or thing. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast or attached material. 
Alexandra Loves and her guests are not therapists, counselors, physicians, unless otherwise stated. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast or corresponding materials to treat any mental, physical, or medical condition in either yourself or others. Please seek out appropriate professionals for help. Privacy matters to the Woke Wisdom Podcast. People, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast may be changed to protect confidentiality. Through this podcast and corresponding materials, you're able to link to other websites which are not under the control of this podcast or Alexandra Loves. The inclusion of any links does not necessarily imply a recommendation or endorse the views expressed within them. In no event is the Woke Wisdom Podcast or Alexandra Loves liable for any loss or damage, including without limitation, indirect or consequential loss or damage, or any loss and damage whatsoever arising from your interaction with this podcast or corresponding materials. This podcast and all corresponding materials should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever. This podcast and all corresponding material is owned and copyrighted by Alexandra Loves. You are welcome to download and play the podcast and share with others for personal use. Please acknowledge the Woke Wisdom Podcast with Alexandra Loves as the source of the material. You may not accept without our express written permission, distribute or commercially exploit the content. Email wokewisdompodcast at alexandralovescom to attain written permission.